Welcome, everybody, to a new edition of Backtracks, the Aerosmith Revisited podcast. I, of course, am your host, Mark Kamire, but I'm never alone. Uh, you guys know this. You know how it goes. I am w- always joined by John Mariano. John, how are the calzones in New York? Oh, Corey, I'm having a great week. I, 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 I had a great time with our sponsor, Ken Knapsack, over, over at Pop Rocket Radio. He gave me some notes. He thought you did terrific last week. He thought I did terrific last week. It was, it was a big change of pace. He, he, he was excited for the new energy that you're going to bring to the show this week, Corey. How are you doing, my friend? I forgot to change my name. You're right. Uh, uh, of course, it's Corey. Yes, I'm great. Uh, I'm great up in the great white north of uh, Saskatchewan. It's not cold anymore. It's so warm. It's weird. It's weird that it's warm because it's always so cold. But hey, they tell me global warming's not a thing. Am I right? But I tell you, the, the polar bear sightings are non-existent. It's pretty wonderful. We can just go out freely. I'm wearing shorts now. You wearing shorts in New York? I, I, I am, Mark. Mark, you killed that bit. You know how you killed that bit? Because you said polar bears in Canada, and the reality is polar bears live in the South Pole, Mark. And everybody, Corey hasn't shown up yet. He, he, he left us flat, just like he promised last week. I brought, I, brought, I, brought, I brought in my good friend, Mark Kamire. He is Corey's podcast partner, of course, o- o- over... Um, Mark, you, why don't you, while Corey's not here and we have some time, why don't you, why don't you plug the podcast, my friend? Oh, an early plug. Yes. Uh, ah, cat's out of the bag. Yes, it's me, Mark Kamire from the podcast, and the podcast will rock the Van Halen show, the unofficial Van Halen show, but one we do for fun because we're not experts over there. We ju- we're just fans having fun and talking about Van Halen songs one track at a time with the spin of a wheel. Yeah, and, 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 Mark, can you give us like over here? We have we have, we have a pa- um, not a paradise. We have a die. We roll. We pick six songs, and one of those songs hits every week. And we're adding it to a mixtape. And that's kind of the format here: is that we're trying to sell people on the definitive Aerosmith mixtape to introduce somebody who hasn't heard the band before or might not be as familiar with the band. And we've picked some deep cuts so far. Um, what, what are you guys doing? over the, over there and the podcast will rock like like how, how do you guys talk about van halen what what's uh what's the format give, give everybody here you know maybe we have some listeners here that who don't listen to you over there give, give them a little flavor about what it's all about well the format is we have a, a giant wheel we don't have a dice we have a wheel that has all of the tracks of van halen on there uh it's uh a lot of songs very much so but we spin the wheel and whatever the wheel lands on we talk about that track we listen to it we analyze it we give our commentary not as musical experts just as fans just uh revisiting the tracks if you are or being uh reintroduced because there are a lot of songs and frankly it's hard to get get to all of them in real time. So this is sort of a uh, retrospective show. So that's what we do. We spin the wheel, whatever it lands on uh, in the catalog of Van Halen. We listen to it, we talk about it, and then we give us, uh, well, we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Is it what dreams are made of 
or is the dream over both by sammy hagar i might add but uh that's what we do over there at the and the podcast will rock so so, so I, I know you and Corey were working on this long before he and i were working over here and what you're saying is our show isn't at all derivative of your show because we are two fans that talk about aerosmith and we use one dice to make a mixtape so it's completely different in that mm-hmm. you know we analyze and celebrate songs and we do all that stuff it's a different band it's a different method we do different things so we're not derivative at all we're a brand new spanking new thing that we do over here there is no uh derivativeness going on at all just like our show is definitely not derivative of pot of thunder the kiss podcast it is not at all like that it's so different because it's two different bands and now it's three different bands because we're talking about aerosmith and, and you know I know, I know that you came prepared. Um, I did give you a little bit of homework. I'm going to go and give uh, Corey a call and see if I can entice him to come back. Because I, I do feel like as much as I'm enjoying this rhythm that we have, part of the flavor of the show is having Corey here as our producer and, and doing all, all, all the Lord's work in making the show work. So I'm going to go and see if I can issue an apology. Can you do me a favor while, mm-hmm. while, while I make the call and just... Um, pick like six songs, talk, talk to the audience for a minute and, and give them an idea. We're going to let you start fresh on the dice. We're not going to let you pick any of the songs that Corey and I have picked already or any of the songs that we have on the dice. This is a special episode just for Mark. I want to make sure that one of the songs that he, you know, he, he took the time to fly over here and, and, and be here. And I want to make sure we talk about one of the songs he wants to talk about tonight. So Mark, you can load the dice any way you want. It is, it is guest choice here. All right. Okay. All right. I'm gonna look. All right. You go. Uh, you go. Try to get Corey. Uh, if I might add, don't mention Calzones. Uh, don't do it. He's he's not a fan. So uh, all right. I'm gonna load this die. To be honest with you, I mean, I I enjoy Van. Uh, uh, wow, almost a Van Halen. I enjoy Aerosmith's work a lot. I do. But I'd be lying to you if I said that. I'm not intrigued by the hits. So if I'm going to load this thing up, uh, there are going to be some hits here. I don't think I can possibly not add living on the edge to the list. Got to have that one. It's just, it's just a rocker. Got to have dream on. Uh, That is my all time favorite Aerosmith song. Um, One of the obvious ones, maybe it's not too obvious, but I'm going to put sweet emotion on there because how, how do you not get down on sweet emotion? And then we're going to add uh, Janie's Got a Gun because, yes, she does. And I don't want that pointed at me. So uh, my for my last two, I think I have to do this, and this is based on pure nostalgia, if nothing else, but I was a big fan of the music videos uh, and a big fan of Alicia Silverstone, so I have to add both Crazy and Crying. And those are my six. Oh. Mark, you 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 loaded the dice something wicked, my friend. I did get a hold of Corey. I think I think we can get him here. I think all right. I, I I actually I actually think that this all star set of the die and the fact that you're here um, might get him here. I might have to tone my my stick down a little bit this week, just just because I I did push him over the edge a little bit talking about food way too much last week. <laughs> well, that sounds a uh, pretty on brand for you. I think. You know what? I've been trying to get into this damn Zoom room for the last 10 minutes. Hey, there he is. You, what you, you guys doing, sent Corey? me the wrong link. Like I, I, I thought I was I was supposed to be here at the beginning. 
and you pricks just went ahead and, and just started without me. And I do like calzones, by the way, Mark. I fucking heard you. Maybe I'm going to quit that show too. Maybe the people like the John and, and Mark better. I can't imagine why. But I, uh, I can, I'm the uh, glue can... that holds all this shit together. I'm the I'm the common denominator between all these shows. So you, you can, are. You can catch me. I... You can catch me on my new Wang Chung podcast. Everybody podcast tonight coming I soon. I can confirm that, uh, no, I am definitely not the favorite on our show, much less am I the favorite on this show that I am I, just now appearing on. It's very true. Uh, we just got an email, Mark, and someone said, you've been talking out of your ass for 20 episodes, and I, I can't tell them that they're wrong. That, that's, I, uh, that sounds about right. I, I, I am guilty here in that I, I did have the green eye of jealousy that I noticed. Corey was doubling down on appearances on shows, and I was like, Mark and I got to get something going together. And I sent Corey the wrong link because I was like, I'm not having this. Where Corey's an all-star on two shows and we're plugging his second show with Mark every week. I called Mark down here. Mark did me a big favor by coming in. He loaded the dice with some awesome songs that we're going to talk about one of them now. And, and I tried to hold Corey out as long as I could, but here he is. So everybody, Corey Morissette. Here I am yeah. to ruin your evening, but I'm really liking what you put on the dice. We're going to get a big hit uh regardless here mark and uh you know you're looking at the day so far you know the other side uh was a single uh falling in love obviously was a single uh but you know 10 uh, songs here now uh not a lot of ton of not a lot of big hits so we're getting a, a definitive hit here tonight and i'm looking forward to that all right well, I'm looking forward to talking about one of those songs because, as I said, you know, if I'm going to load the dice up with Aerosmith tunes, they got to be tunes that I just absolutely love. And uh, they happen to be, you know, songs that I grew up with, songs that, you know, that I got close to. So they're hits. What do you say, John? Uh, should we give, uh, give it a roll and see what we come up with? Yeah, Mark, give him a blow. And we are getting Janie's Got a Gun from Pump. Ooh. All right, Mark, uh, tell us, why did you add Janie's Got a Gun? Something about uh, the dark nature of what this song is about. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's dark, but it's also like, you know, it's, it's, it's a revenge story. You know, Janie's Got a Gun. She is taking this dude down because uh, it, things happened. I don't have to explain it. You know, it's, it's a very well-documented, very well-known song at this point. But even if you don't know it, let's just say... Uh, Janie had some issues and she took care of those issues. Maybe she did it with a gun oh, and maybe uh, somebody deserved it. But nevertheless, it's a rocking tune, man. It's, it's got all the right hooks that you need. Uh, it is, it's got everything you want in an Aerosmith song. I mean, Steven's not going uh, completely ham, but he's definitely expanding his range, showing you exactly what he can do. Steven Tyler, I think, is uh, an underappreciated vocalist, especially in the uh, the earlier days. So this is one that just has always stuck out to me. I always jam it. I never change it when it comes on, like, my Spotify radio or anything like that. So that is why I appreciate the song. Well, I tell you, th this was a big hit. Uh, off of uh, 1989's Pump, uh, hit number one on the uh, the rock radio. Uh, I think only their second song to do so. Um, had a classic video, if you guys remember, directed by David Fincher. Uh, you know, that's right. Yeah, big big time film director David Fincher did the video for Janie's Got a Gun. This is also a song that's commonly edited for radio. Uh, there's a line uh, and put a bullet in his brain is is changed to she left him in the pouring rain. So dealing with some dark subject matter, which you don't usually get. Uh, from Aerosmith, you know, you, you get songs about blowjobs, you get songs about fucking, you know, kind of the normal stuff, right? 
you know, this is a song about, you know, uh, sexual abuse uh, at, at the hand of a parent. Like it, it's a very, very dark song. And, and Steven Tyler even mentioned that he was pissed off that nobody was really talking about this kind of stuff. And that kind of became the inspiration for the lyrics to Janie's got a gun. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's one, it's one of my favorites. Um, Mark found a way to make the, make the mixtape early and make one that's going to last um, probably to the end. Um, and I don't, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind Mark coming in and putting his stamp on the mixtape early. Um, we're going to have Mark on more often because he's, he's, he's a, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of ours and uh, God, Mark, thanks for, thanks for picking this one tonight. Oh yeah. I'm glad the, uh, the, the role of the dice uh, was, was fortunate. Yes. We're, we're getting a little serious this week. And uh, like we did with the other side, there's a little musical interlude uh, before this one called the water song. Uh, so what do you say, boy? Should we get into Janie's Got a Gun? Absolutely. Roll it. Mark, let's start with you. Your thoughts on, on on the beginning of Jamie's Got a Gun. First of all, big shout out to the Water Song. Uh, if you recognize that little uh, interlude, little intro, whatever you want to call it, uh, you heard it from Wayne's World 2 when the n- weird naked Indian would always show up. <laughs> uh, just had to throw that out there and it made me laugh because it's like, oh, right, that's where that comes from. And I love uh, the sort of little bass, little prelude, little, uh, little intro we get. Uh, kind of doubling up with Steven's uh, doing vocally. It's just, I, I love this intro. The song uh, written by Steven Tyler and Tom Hamilton. So that little uh, bass uh, groove they're getting there, probably very much uh, Tom Hamilton's influence. Uh, John, what are your thoughts? It, it, it's, you know, I keep saying it, like this is one of my favorite openings. The harmony on this song, I, I put up there with, it, with with most harmonies in most songs. It's uh, um, something special. We're going to hear it throughout the song. It's going to be one of the threads that holds this thing together. And uh, we're not getting a hard driving Aerosmith. We're getting a very somber Aerosmith in this song. And and, and the tone gets set very early um, with, 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 with this intro. Absolutely. Let's keep it rolling. Gina got a gun. Now, there, there's been a lot of like, uh, uh, you know, issue driven songs in the past, but 
yeah, and you think of like you know Bono write write some very very good lyrics for those types of songs. Steven Tyler's killing it here. Uh, what did her daddy do? What did he put you through? They say when Jenny was arrested, they found him underneath a train. Like there's, he's he's telling a story masterfully. And one thing, Mark, uh, I don't know if you listen to any of the previous shows that we've done on Aerosmith here, but um, Steven Tyler's lyrics have been a real standout. And normally they've been about stupid shit. Like last week, it was about taking a permanent vacation. This this week it's about child abuse. But he's that good of a songwriter that he can flip between the two as well as he does. Yeah, and this isn't his uh, his first time uh, saying something profound. I mean, there there are a lot of songs. Uh, I think um, I mentioned earlier uh, one of the songs I put on the uh, on the dice was uh, "Dream On." I think there's a lot of stuff happening in that one um, lyrically that maybe not a lot of people think about and they, they don't pay attention to. This one, it's not even so much that it's on the nose. It doesn't matter. It's like you said, it's he's telling a story. He's telling a straightforward story and hearing uh, the inspiration behind it and why it makes total sense. And yes, I I think maybe that's another reason why I've gravita- gravitated towards this song is just because it's telling you straight up what it is. It's not trying to hide anything. It's a, the song is called Janie's got a gun. And then he's telling you, why does she have a gun? This is why. And um, it is masterfully done. The, the, the melody is, is, is perfect for the song. The lyrics are perfect for the song. It's, is it dark? Yes, but it fits. It's good. It's so good. John, I know you're a fan of Steven Tyler and his lyrics. Uh, Mark put two songs in the wheel. One was just about a blowjob, crying. And this one is about much darker subject matter, uh, kind of the yin and the yang uh, of Steven Tyler lyrics. What do you think? I, I, I think this is going to be one, one of the um, most important Aerosmith songs we're going to talk about, right? Like lyrically, uh, like we 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 didn't poke fun at, but we 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 gave, we gave him a really tough time about JLB, and this is very much the opposite end of that spectrum, right? Where where, where JLB creepy and gross and, and, and you know, you know going to be one of the first songs that gets booted off the mixtape. This song has a lot to say. And, and you know, as, as a father of daughters, as, as, as a son of, of a mother, um, I, I really feel strongly about the message he's trying to get across with this. As much as I felt viscerally um, angry at him about JLB, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful to him for writing this song and, and you know, the message of this song. And you know what? Uh, this song won him a Grammy uh, in 1990. They won the Grammy for best rock performance by a duo or a group with vocal. And, I did and not know can, that. Yeah. And, and you can hear why uh, this is a tremendous. Yeah. Song. <laughs> Now, one thing on that last lyric, he jacked a little bitty baby. The man has got to be a saint. Originally, that was he raped a little bitty baby, but they changed it because commercially, you, you don't want to mention rape too much, especially when it comes to children uh, uh, in your songs. And this was released as a single. So, uh, uh, But apparently, t- uh, Stephen Tyler will sing the original line uh, when performing live. I mean, why wouldn't he? 
because it's like like no i i wrote what i wrote you know it's like don't don't try to hide it like this is this is what it is this is what it's about you know it is and that's funny that you say that because i guess they uh decided to change their minds in the uh early to mid 90s when a band called nirvana released a song called rape me uh there's no there's no editing around that there's no you can't you can't it, that's the song and it was a single uh, whether or not it was a good single, that, that's up for debate. But this isn't the Nirvana show. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> John, okay. anything that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's a uh... no. I, I, you know, you know what? I, I, I had a thought, Corey, and, and I, much like I fumbled the end of the show two weeks ago, I fumbled my thought right here. I, I had a senior moment. Um, thankfully, Mark's here picking up the ball. Because I, I I completely had something I wanted to say and it was very sincere about the song and my God I just got lost in my own train of thought. Why do I do a podcast with you, John? I'll I'll never know. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm realizing here tonight with Mark. Here, it's so much more professional when Mark and I get talking and then you get on there and just bumblefuck your way through whatever. I don't know. Oh no, am I the Yoko of the Backtrack <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I, I tried to leave the show last week and it didn't work. So I don't know. Uh, I think we're in this for the long haul. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm my own Yoko, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is funny in so many ways that I don't want to get into. Let's keep listening to Chidi's Got a Gun. <laughs> That is just good fucking shit right there. And when, when Steven holds that note, I don't know about you guys, but I remember being uh, in my buddy's car, pissed out of my mind, listening to this album and, and we're singing along to every song and trying to hold that note as long as Steven Tyler does. And uh, uh, unless you're a, a pretty trained singer, it's kind of hard to do. Mark, you're a singer. Uh, maybe comment on that. Steven Tyler's range is pretty impressive. It is. I mean, and as I uh, mentioned earlier, like this isn't even showcasing his true range i mean if you think of any aerosmith song you you can pretty much uh think of something where steven is just letting loose but this this is more of controlled range you know he's not he's not trying to show out too hard he's just uh there's there's feeling in it there's emotion and you and you can absolutely tell you can you can feel it when you uh, so when it it when you're talking about riding with your buddies and singing this song, holding out the note, you're feeling it too. He's, he is building it up. It's that's what this, uh, this chorus is really is uh, it's a buildup. It's a crescendo, if you will. And uh, he's building you up to that last, that run. And uh, it's just, it's not his highest note um, by a long shot, but it is a, it's a powerful note. And that's, that's what it is. That's what he's trying to bring to you. Uh, trying to bring to the song it's just it's just power with purpose that's a great word mark powerful john i want to get your comments on on the chorus because it's not a, a catchy aerosmith type chorus right it's just run away run away from the pain steven tyler is really going all out to take 
to tell a story. And uh, I'm just reading here that he said it, it took him like nine months to finish the lyrics. Like he really wanted to get this right. And, um, you know, what do you think about, uh, you know, a more somber note, even on the chorus of this song? I, I think it's amazing the amount of airplay this song got. Like my first experiences with this were, were, were listen, listen, listening to like pop music radio stations and, and going to my friend's house and watching MTV and the amount of play, like back then I didn't appreciate the sincerity of this song. I just thought it was another pop rock song. Um, I thought, I thought, I thought it sounded cool. And, and, and to, to your point, like the notes he, he hits aren't his biggest notes, but you know, we had talked about it, I think a, a little bit last week that, um, the band had cleaned up at, at the stage of their career and they got it more polished. And and you could really tell, like, you know, you know this, this is not Steven Tyler trying to stretch his vocal cords to, to, to the end of time. This is Steven Tyler, a very trained and professional singer, you know, doing very controlled, you know, and targeted notes and holding them for lengths of time, but not necessarily hitting the hardest, sharpest notes, but, but, hitting them with meaning and purpose and soulfulness that, that matches the, the, the tenor of the song. And you need to like, you mentioned the, the dark subject matter and this song being like a single on the radio, this, this song hit number four on the billboard hot 100 and number one on the, on the rock tracks like that. That's pretty huge for Aerosmith. They never had it at this point had never had a number one. Their only number one was, I don't want to lick your thing, uh, which we're going to have to cover here at some point. Uh, this song only got to number four, so uh, really impressive. Uh, what you know, the 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 story and the vibe and everything about this song. Now we're coming into a very powerful uh, uh, guitar solo section here. I don't want to lift your shit. Sounds like they're parodying their own track with "I don't want to miss a thing." <laughs> Uh, sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to lick your thing. Is kind of what uh, the the fans have kind of dubbed that song. It's not really a true Aerosmith song. Um, you know, it was written by Diane Warren. Uh, they just kind of say, like, did I miss something there? No, <laughs> it's like, no. do they really have it? Okay. Well, my bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we got a newbie on the panel here. Yeah. Mark, as the resident musician now on the panel, of course, John and I are just a couple of meatheads. Um, your, your thoughts on the solo there? Uh, as a as a guy who's kind of more uh, gravitating towards the drums, I really love what Joey was doing on the ride cymbal there, right? Din, 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 mm-hmm. din, 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 din. Uh, you know, re- really kind of helping that groove along. But man, Joe's guitar tone on here sounds amazing. It really does. And he is, uh, we talk a lot about this on, uh, on our show, but uh, he's not playing he's not overly playing he's he's playing to the song he's giving you a solo that that fits the chord progression he's giving you uh uh nothing too showy i mean a solo by definition is showy kind of but i mean it's he's not doing it he's not all over the place like he could be uh he is just he's giving you uh just a good old uh blues rock joe perry solo man it's it's a 
it's interesting listening to this and trying to analyze it after uh, being so steeped into uh, Van Halen stuff so much <laughs> because they're two very good guitar players, great guitar players. They are not the same kind of guitar player at all. And I, I mean, it's kind of good that I'm that I'm listening to it and looking at it with uh, you know analytical eyes, so to speak, because it's just it's really interesting how you could be brought up on the same kinds of music, but still have a very different kind of playing uh, uh, ability and the tonality as well. And so, yeah, this is very much sounds like a Joe Perry solo, which is not to say it sounds bad. It means it sounds like a Joe Perry solo because it is. I love it. Now, that's interesting, uh, John, because we've listened to some of the deeper stuff already on the show uh, and some of the earlier stuff where Joe Perry was, you know, whacked out on cocaine a little bit. And he was very much like chasing his own tail. It kind of seems like on some solos, but this is Joe Perry clean and sober uh, and in the pocket and helping tell the story of this song. Uh, how do you compare this song to maybe a, a song, you know, earlier on, like, uh, you know, even let the music do the talking uh, back in 85 when he came back to the band. The, 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 there is a clean grittiness to this song. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, like th there's a polish and shine to the dirt of this song. And it's 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 Aerosmith, you know, running on all cylinders, and we say that a lot around here. But but it's a different type of all cylinders at this point. It's Aerosmith becoming becoming something new. It's it's almost like watching a caterpillar turn into a butterfly at this point, right? Like we we we've heard the grit. We've heard, we've heard them at what we call the height of their powers in the seventies, and this is now putting a production shine and sheen to that in ways we haven't heard yet. And, and, and they're the, the maturing as a band, and, and Joe, Joe Perry now is maturing as, as a guitar player, you know, you know, and as a performer, because we're hearing, and the notes are very clean and they're very bluesy, but 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 they're also kind of down in it and dirty at the same time, and and, and there's a good balance to the song. I think balance is probably a good word when when I think about this song, especially musically. Yeah, I agree with that totally. All right, let's keep going. such disturbing subject matter and such a catchy song uh it, it, it's really impressive that they're able to to marry the two as well as they do because this is a very dark story about jd being abused and then um you know Janie's last iou she had to take him down easy and not leave him in the pouring rain i, I don't go by the radio version she put a bullet in his brain uh man just impressive how they were able to mix you know uh, like a groove that maybe tom hamilton came up with to uh, a subject matter that Steven Tyler wanted to touch because he didn't think enough people were talking about child abuse at the hands of parents. And this isn't the kind of thing you think uh, kick an ass rock song, right? You know, you, you don't go to the concert and put up your lighter for a song about, you know, raping babies, but somehow Aerosmith is making it work, Mark. Yeah. And uh, it's just, that's the testament of a good rock sound. 
uh, or just a good song regardless is uh, something that's going to be catchy. You got hooks, but you're also uh, making your lyrics meaningful. Like they have uh, somewhere to go. You're trying to get a particular message across and that's what this is doing. So he has to hit you with the horrible imagery. He, you know, he's got to do it. But then he's also got to somehow um, using the word balance again, like John said, uh, that you got to use balance because you need to also find a way to make your lyrics catchy as well as the musical hooks. Like, because if you don't, people aren't going to remember it. Right. That's that's why certain rock songs get such a uh, critical acclaim. That's how they get uh, put on the charts because people remember it. People get it stuck in their heads. They want to hear it again and again and again. And that's what the song is, man. It's, it's catchy, but again, with purpose, that's the testament to a good rock song. I think John in 1989, you were probably in your what early forties. Uh, what do you remember about hearing this song for the first time and seeing the video by David Fincher? Or do you remember that far back? <clears throat> I, I remember actively seeking the song out. You know, you know, there were there, there were a bunch of great songs on the charts at this time, and I remember, you know, it was it wasn't like now where you just call up the song and you tell a device to play a song that you want to hear. It, it was I had to go actively look seek it out on the radio or 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 listen listen to MTV at the proper times, and it was it was in heavy heavy rotation, but it was still something I was actively seeking out, and you know, part of, part of that is. Um, the balance and the juxtaposition of, of, of the grittiness and the polished of, of, of the song, right? Like it is, it, it is doing things in ways and it is, it is a very um, listenable melody, but also like if you just took the words on their own, it's not the type of movie I'd want to rewatch over and over again. Yeah. Here I am. And I keep going back and ba back for more, you know, each time. And, and it's because it's so damn catchy. That's a good point. I've only seen Schindler's List once, but I've listened to Janie's Got a Gun a hundred times. All right, we got a minute 50 to go. Let's ride it out. So, 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 so I did while, while we were listening to this, there was something I do remember actively that would happen to me on the radio at this time is I would actively seek out genies that I got. Now I didn't own pump at the time. So, so I didn't know the name of the song and I thought it was runaway for several years because of how, how this ends. And, and, and when I, I remember asking one of my buddies, like, can you play runaway? And he played Bon Jovi's Runaway, which is, <laughs> it's a fine song. It's fine, yeah. It's a fine song, right? And what, and and if I'm listening to Bon Jovi, probably one of my go-to Bon Jovi songs. But Aerosmith it is not, and 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 Janie's got a gun. It definitely is not. I'm like, what are you playing right now? He's like, I'm playing Runaway, and it's because 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 of what we're getting here in the song of him repeatedly saying Runaway. I had some late 80s, early 90s confusion of not having a Google or a Siri to ask. Um, you know, I didn't even have an Ask Jeeves at the time. So, so I had no way of finding things out. 
See, and, really and Mark is just a young pup. Reference. He doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and, I remember Mark, Ask Jeeves, but I was a wee lad. <laughs> yeah. Mark has just celebrated his, what, 22nd birthday? So you wouldn't know the, the, sure. the pain of that. You probably don't even know what radio is, young sir. Radio is that thing that, uh, uh, you know, you have to pay for, right? The on, For satellite, where you can just, like, listen to no commercials? Not quite. Back, back, back in our day. Uh, they would actually, uh, there was a radio signals you can get for free and they would just play songs. And if you liked a song and you wanted to put it on your mixtape, and I know John can relate to this, you had to wait for the DJ to stop talking. You had to wait around all day for them to finally play the song. And I remember sitting around, listening to the radio, waiting for, well, we're going to have Aerosmith coming up. And I knew this was 1989. I'm like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be Janie. I got to wait for him to shut up and I got to re hit record at just the right time so I can get it on my mixtape. So, so, so we, Corey, before we go, did you have one of those radios where you hit record and play at the same time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, 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 so it was, like, it was like two fingers down, which did me, did me much better later in life, but the two fingers, the two fingers down, not so much as a kid trying to coordinate hit, hit, hitting record when I wanted to get the song. Yes. The, the two finger technique works very well for some things, not so much for recording songs. I agree with you there, my friend. Boy, that just sounds like so much work. Who you, you old fellas, just you just you just really just had to just put in a lot of work. That just I love just having it so easy all these we, years. We 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 also have to blow on our video games, Mark. Well, that just seems like a waste of air. No, it's true, and you will not know the pain of a tape player eating your tape and having to take it out and take it like a pencil and like pull up the reel and try and get the you know try and and save the tape because you have. JD's got a gun. You waited around for two days for them to finally play it, and you got it without the DJ talking over it, and you got it on your mixtape, and then your player ate it. This is what shit is you don't have to worry about now. Oh what my is tape? Oh, yes, uh, uh, I'm just going to let the, the the listeners just That's it. I'm leaving the show again. Yeah. Uh, Corey, 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 let's just finish the song, man. Join me on my new Venge, or my new Wang Chung podcast. Everybody <laughs> podcast tonight. It's going to be happening. Apple Podcasting. November 8th, 1989. This is Janie's Got a Gun. Uh, gentlemen, final thoughts on this one. It's the late 80s, so you know you got to throw in some uh, some keys there uh, underneath the track uh, from, from someone's rolling keyboard, probably. You know, a little do 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 You know, you could hear it. Uh, it's because that's just, that's how you make a hit uh, back in those days. Just uh, throw throw a little key, some keys in there. You're, you're good. It's grand. It's fine. Um, other than that, 
this is one of my favorite Aerosmith songs, man. And it's if you're going to make a playlist, uh, a mixtape, if you were full of Aerosmith songs, I just I don't see how, despite the the dark content of the song, what it's talking about. I don't see how you don't put it on the list because, as you say, it's it's one of their biggest hits. Um, I'm shocked that uh, it took them this long to get uh, to get on the charts as high as they did, uh, given their discography given their catalog but hey if it had to be this song awesome because this is i think one of their uh i don't want to say their better songs i'll just say like i think this is one of their uh tightly written songs like i just i, I feel like this is uh one of their absolute best so yeah gotta put it on the list great pick mark uh john will it surprise you to know that this is actually aerosmith uh, Aerosmith's 19th most played song on tour. Uh, they played the song 616 times uh, over the years, uh, most uh, recently in, in 2019. So the last time the kind of the band was out, uh, still one of their biggest hits. We talked about Toys and Rocks being their like high watermark in the 70s. Uh, man, Pump, uh, and, and to a lesser extent, Get a Grip was kind of the band, clean and sober, and at the height of their powers late 80s, early 90s. Uh, you really can't go wrong with a, with a lot of songs on Pump, but Janie's got to be one of the better songs on that album. Yeah, yeah, no, Janie, Janie just isn't one of the best songs on that album. Um, <clears throat> listening to a disco around, um, I think it deserves to be in the conversation with songs like Dream On, right? Like, especially because it, it, it's, it, it's a very mature version of, of like a Dream On, like in that aspect of storytelling and songwriting. And, and, and to me, it feels like the next evolution of of that level of Aerosmith, um, and and I've never really put it in that context till this listen through, and, and and as we were talking about the lyrics, and and the music, you know, and and the way they were playing the instruments and and the production value, it's all coming together uh, on a level we haven't heard yet, and, and like it's absolutely one of their all time greats and. But the only surprise I think I have at, at number 19 is that feels low. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really does. But when you see the other 18 songs ahead of it, uh, you might not be surprised. There's actually one in here that, that Joe kind of insists on doing every concert that, you know, really should be taken out of the set list. But we'll get to that, uh, I'm sure, at some point. Um, we all kind of think this song is... Outstanding. I agree with Steven Tyler. This song is outstanding. He's humble. He's humble about his own work. Yes, That's I, right. You got to love that. About I him. don't like you, but I love you. I love this song and it's on the mixtape now. And I, I don't foresee a time where it's leaving. This is going to be interesting because like I was, I was mentioning to John before I quit the show last week, 18 songs from this band on this discography is going to be impossible. And some of these songs that are classic songs, are going to have to go by the wayside. Like I, I said, imagine a mixtape of Aerosmith without Walk This Way on it. Imagine a mixtape without Janie's Got a Gun on it. This is a very uh, a pivotal song for the band. You know, they're, they were taken seriously at this time. It won a Grammy for crying out loud. Aerosmith was never in the Grammy conversation ever, uh, kind of until this album. Um, so this is going to be interesting to see how long Janie's Got a Gun lasts on the mixtape, if it ever leaves. I won't know because I'll be doing my new Wang Chung podcast uh, please seek me out there. Everybody podcast tonight. I'll find a coast. I'll find some meat bag somewhere that, that, that can throw in some sort of bullshit every two seconds. Like John does. It won't it, be hard. 
if Corey thinks he's leaving this show to do a Wang Chung podcast, I promise you, I will be doing a Connie Chung podcast next week. <laughs> How's that going to go? It's Tell just me more maybe, about your Connie Chung podcast. It's honestly just going to be me pining for, for, for Connie Chung week after week. And that's, that's what the entire podcast is going to be, is me um, talking about 80s news broadcaster Connie Chung and, and, and my crush on her. But in the meantime, I just I want to throw a quick plug for our buddy Ken Napsock, who's doing pop rock and radio. Mark, I don't know if you listen to Mixcloud, but our buddy Ken Napsock DJs a show over there and he is crushing it with playlists and you can subscribe there. You can request songs. Um, it's, it's a great listen. I, I, I listen to it two, three times a week because that's when he goes live. But I also sometimes listen back with friends of mine and, and throw it on to the party. Um, you know, that's what, that's one of my big things. That's my big plug here, because you know, I don't plug my own social media. But Mark, I'm sure you have things to plug. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Just because it's a delicious train wreck waiting to happen, I cannot wait to tune into the Connie Chung podcast starring John Mariano because, <laughs> wow, uh, didn't see that coming. Probably should have, but didn't. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram where I talk about all sorts of things, uh, but mainly uh, I'm a co-host with uh, Corey Morissette himself on And the Podcast Will Rock, the Van Halen podcast where we deep uh, we well we dive deep into the discography and the catalog of Van Halen one song at a time with the spin of a wheel. We never know what we're going to land on and that's half the fun of it. So yeah, tune in for that. We do it every week. Uh, we're doing, we're, we're doing okay chart wise. So thank you for listening. If you, if you do, and if you don't give us a listen, you might enjoy it. If you enjoy the music of Van Halen. I could describe it as the show I do that people listen to. Uh, Cause no one's really latched onto the Aerosmith show yet. And that's okay. Uh, they're going to come boys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause with popularity comes haters and Mark and I are discovering that right now. Uh, I haven't heard any hate. Uh, for the Aerosmith show, although I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people asking where the fuck is the Ch Connie Chung podcast because that's going to draw a huge crowd, I think. Um, well, if it helps, uh, you just you just had me as your guest, so don't worry, it's coming. Uh, just <laughs> people are going to be like, oh, you you brought that blowhard Mark onto your your other show, way to go. Now now it's ruined. But uh, nevertheless, boys, thank you for having me. I, this is this was so much fun, and I can't wait to do it again. If you'll have me. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And as Steven Tyler would say, what's with the juju bees on your oo bees? <laughs> I got juju bees all over my oo bees. Thank you for playing that. <laughs> you need to come back again, Mark, just to hear that again. Yeah, <laughs> that alone will bring me back. So, 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 so just so you know, as as long as we have a place to save your dice, they will stay. But you're gonna need to replace one of your songs. So oh I don't know if, if you want to throw another song on here now or if you want to save that for the next time you come back. You know what? Let me think on it, and the next time you guys have me, I will, uh, I will have a replacement. It's going to be hard to find a replacement uh, for this track, but uh, I think I'm up for the challenge. There you have it. So, yeah, we'll just uh, leave it at five right now. The next time you're on, Mark, which is hopefully soon, uh, yeah. we, you can replace a song on there, and, and we'll go back to your dice next week. Uh, John and I will go back to our normal dice, which, which features a bunch of crappy John selections and a lot of great songs that I put on there. So hopefully uh, we'll finally uh, roll one of mine again. 
Um, John, do you have anything you, you want to ruin or, or plug before we leave here tonight? I just want to throw it out there that I don't think that Aerosmith makes crappy songs. They're our podcast. They're what we talk about. And I like my selections and your selections equally. You know what? And, and you're right. I think I'm just a little upset because I didn't get that calzone last week. You, you, you sent me the wrong Zoom link and I kind of came in here cold. Uh, so I'm just a cranky old man. Uh, not as old as you, John, but I'm getting up there. Uh, so I, 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 I apologize. I'll, I'll be in better spirits uh, maybe for next week. I'll be in better spirits on the Van Halen show uh, and the podcast will rock. So check us out there at Uh Mark and I got a lot of good stuff going on there. And I know uh, John is about to head off into the wild, wild west with one Ken Knapsack on Red Dead Redemption. Uh, and of course, uh, I'd like to reiterate, you can catch him on Pop Rock and Radio. Uh, Ken's playing the big hits, album cuts and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community. And a lot of good folks in that community too, John, as you can attest to, I'm sure. Or not. Okay. Unless... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken caught me trying to, Ken didn't catch me anywhere. Corey caught me trying to run to go play Red Dead Redemption with Ken. I had thrown to Corey. I thought he was going out. I unplugged my microphone and yep. he caught me on the whole thing. Throw so it here back we to are you. Again. You fucked me up every week, John. So I thought I'd throw it right back at you. But as always, Let's give the last word to one Steven Tyler. So 